On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, after their second consecutive win on Sunday for the Sixers over the Hornets, there was a debate between Keith and I and how to view games during the regular season when we all look towards the playoffs. We'll discuss it now. And how do you view these games? What's important right here, Locked On 76ers? You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePick. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. What's popping, D? Not much, man. Tuesday. Tuesday. Getting ready for some more Sixers basketball tonight. That's that's pretty much it. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good, good. Hope everybody out there is doing pretty well. Want to make sure we welcome you all in. And thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside Keith Pompey from the Inquirer.com Sixers beat writer here. And again, we thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first every day. Remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here, YouTube on Locked On 76 as well. Keith, we need to talk about how to view these basketball games when you are the 14 and 12 76ers, but a team that has had championship aspirations for basically the last three to four seasons, five playoff visits, three, four second round exits, the one in the bubble. That one, of course, was the first round exit. No Ben Simmons. And in that particular season, that was in 2020, uh, 1920, or yeah, I think it was started 2020 going into there. And uh, Keith, it was just, you know, one of those deals in that particular season. But every other year, they have had these championship aspirations. So we need to talk about how do you watch these games after you and I had a pretty good conversation about it on Monday. How do you view an 82-game season, especially when you have certain games that are mixed in, where you kind of say, eh, that was supposed to happen. Also, we'll look at the Sacramento Kings, a pretty good test for the Sixers tonight in South Philadelphia. And then finally, give our keys to the game on how the Sixers extend their winning streak to three along this homestand. Keith, yesterday you and I discussed how it was just the Charlotte Hornets. They were supposed to beat that basketball team. And on its face, we both agree there. Bede had a tremendous outing, 53 points, 12 rebounds, the second 50-point game of the season just less than a month ago, about a month ago, when he did the same to the Utah Jazz uh, on a Sunday in South Philadelphia. But it also got us going about when, how to watch them, what they mean when we watch them, and how to evaluate when it's a good win versus a, you know, a whatever win. And a few weeks ago, they beat the Atlanta Hawks after they took care, I want to say, one of the lesser teams like the Orlando Magic or Detroit, somewhere along those lines. And they came back and they beat the Atlanta Hawks. And you said that was a good win. And, you know, the guys were still out. That was a good team win that they had. They showed you something. And now we're here and they lose to some really good opponents. We know the bad loss against Houston last Monday was terrible a week ago. That was terrible. You can't lose to the Houston Rockets. 
And then you come back and you beat the Charlotte Hornets and blow them out like you're supposed to do. You beat the Los Angeles Lakers on Friday a few days ago, going into overtime where that didn't need to be. Uh, but how do you view these? Because maybe we differ. And I know I've had these conversations with Sixer fans over the years, especially when they are, are a championship contender. I, like you and many, believe that when it all comes down to it, it's all about the playoffs. But we do have to walk the the streets of the 82-game schedule. How do you view them? Yeah, you know what? It, it, it's, it's, it's different uh, per team. You know what I mean? There are certain teams that you, you view it. Like, okay, let me just give you an example. So Andre Iguodala plays for the Golden State Warriors, right? Well, they're resting him right now because their goal is to win the championship. Like, he hasn't started yet his coming back. They don't want him to come back too soon because the ultimate goal is just to get to the playoffs and win the championship. You know, the same thing can be said about the Milwaukee Bucks. They know that they're a good team. They had guys early on where they were just resting their guys and just doing whatever they can to make sure they get a number two seed, what have you. Like if they struggle, come back. And when you look at a team like the Sixers, so this is different for like the New York Knicks, like a new a team like the Knicks, you want to go out there and you want to, you know, make a great showing in the regular season because, you know, you're battling for playoff contention. You want to be out there and you want to do that, right? But when you have a team like the 76ers who, you know, was hyped up to be the third best team in the East, a team like the 76ers who were always uh, getting bumped out in the second round of the playoffs since, you know, since they went to the NBA finals, if they make it, right? Um, in 2001, it's like, to me, the people in Philadelphia are tired of getting overhyped over what they do in the regular season. You know, like, no no offense and not and much respect to Joel Embiid, um, but, you know, he scored, he, aver- he led the league in scoring last year. The stuff that he's doing now, he's shooting at a better percentage, but the stuff that he's doing now, is similar to the way he dominated last year. James Harden, an NBA, uh, a three-time scoring champion, an NBA MVP, all that stuff. All that stuff is great, but ultimately we've seen all this stuff before. And we've seen how they were number one in the East two years ago and got bumped in the second round. We've seen a lot of things. So, yes, it's great to say we can – cherish what Joel Embiid did against the second worst team in the league, right? We can, we can cherish that. But at the end of the day, they're going to be ultimately judged by if they get out the second round, if they don't get out the second round, Doc River could lose his job, right? They're depending on how, who plays bad or not. You may add, wonder if Daryl Morey is going to lose his job. So at the end of the day, that's what, that, that's what they're going to be judged by. And, and yes, it's good to say that, okay, he scored a lot of points against this team, but then there are certain teams in the NBA. To me, you have some elite squads where the Sixers have to try to see if they are, and then you have some tanking squads, you know, can't do right squads. And I look at the Charlotte Hornets as a team that can't do right. So you're supposed to smack them in the mouth when you have Joel Embiid and, and James Harden and Tobias Harris and, and, and Maxie didn't play, but you, you, you get my gif. So 
that's why when I look at what they do against those teams, it really doesn't have a lot of stock to me like it does others. Now, when they go up against a team like the Sacramento Kings, I look at that more as, okay, he's going up against Sabonis. Uh, Mason Pumley couldn't guard him, but let me see if Sabonis can. Let me see if James Harden can can guard one of these young guards, or can or are they going to strip him? Uh, what about Tobias? Can he keep up with this athleticism on the wings? You know, P.J. Tucker. So those are the things I look at. Against that Charlotte team, I saw two two-way dudes on two guys on two 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 guys on a two-way contract in the rotation in the first quarter. So I couldn't put a lot of stock in that one. All right, um, fair on all that. You're not wrong because again, when we all come back together, everybody who covers the Sixers or watches the Sixers who root for the Sixers, they all want to see just like we do if they can advance back to the second round like they're supposed to and get further by getting to the NBA Finals as well. The reason why, and I'll even go back to this when you talk about the playoffs, because I too, just like I might like some moves in the offseason, dislike moves in the offseason, trades during the regular season, all of that, I too look at the second round and we all know that that is their kryptonite right now, that they can't get by that, which is why when we would talk about Ben Simmons and specifically I'll point out the 42-point performance against Rudy Gobert in the Utah Jazz when Embiid was out and he went off for that career high of 42. And mm-hmm. I would always say it. And, you know, I always say this uh, dating back to, I don't know, 2017 uh, with him on the floor, year one or year two, 2018, where I would say aggressive Ben Simmons is the best Ben Simmons. And asking, hey, Ben, do this also in the postseason. Doesn't have to be for 42. It just means that the impact of your performance and your aggression which could be passing the basketball, which could be just simply getting layups, little mid-range jumper floater. It could be 20, 10, and 12, whatever it might be, plus your defense that's all NBA first-team defensive team worthy. You do that. So we're there together. But I don't minimize uh, uh, the, um, the process of an 82-game season because that's what it is. It's an 82-game season, and we do look at these games as basketball fans to see what they do. They could rock the Milwaukee Bucks in one of these games. And you know what we're going to say, Keith? Good win, but can you do it in the playoffs? How is that enjoying basketball? That To me, that's not mm-hmm. enjoying basketball. If they do exactly what we talk about of smacking Milwaukee, are we going to point out that Chris Middleton wasn't in the lineup? Why? They smacked Milwaukee. Because if they didn't, we'd be talking about not smacking Milwaukee without Chris Middleton in the lineup. It's a long season, and we can't fast forward it. So I just choose to enjoy it. And when you say against Charlotte, beat the Charlotte Hornets, and, and you're absolutely right, that's what you're supposed to do. You beat them, you're supposed to beat them, but it wasn't just a beating, it was a 53-point performance from a superstar player in the NBA that hung that 50, 53 on an NBA team. That may be a lower rung NBA team, but it is an NBA team, and he put 53 points on them. It doesn't change anything for this game tonight against the Sacramento Kings. And I don't expect him to have 53 against the Sacramento Kings. I'm just saying that in a, in a long season where games are played, the ball is tipped, there are a lot of things that happen in every game of the 30 teams in any, on any NBA schedule every single night. You're going to get nights like this where we see a 53 from a superstar player. And we saw one. I don't minimize it because it's not easy to do. 
And again, they have 56 more, 55 more games to play on the season. And I just happened to, to, to take a peek at the 53 and say, man, that was pretty darn good. Sure, he could have beat him with 33, but he was playing so good that he beat him with 53 uh, on, on the night. And, and that's how I look at it. And, and that's why I don't minimize a performance like that or the 33 from DeAnthony Melton against the Lakers on Friday night, because that could also, to again what you're saying, maybe do something for him when we see them in the playoffs, not the Lakers, but when we see the Sixers in the playoffs that in December where he dropped eight threes, he knows he can shoot. It doesn't mean that that December is the one that's going to stand out, but that December game may have done something for him and clicked in his mind of what he could potentially do as an offensive threat, as an outside shooter going throughout the season that will eventually mean something in the postseason. So that's how I choose to look at it. And, and like we said on Monday, Keith, that's the beauty of the sport in all these sports because of how we may view things differently. We all look at them as championship contenders. They should beat these bad teams. That's why we get ticked off when they lose to them, like Charlotte a few weeks back when they lost on that Wednesday night, the second night of a back-to-back. And, uh, you know, that Houston game, which was a bad loss, uh, just to uh, have that, that winless three-game road trip that they had a few uh, last weekend, as a matter of fact. So that's that's how I I look at things when it comes to you know an 82 game season when you beat up on a team like the Charlotte Hornets on on Sunday and he drops 53. So that's yeah. that's that's just my take. Yeah. Now, the only thing I will say about that is, and, and that's a great take. And I understand you got to live in the moment, but it comes to a point like when you're at the Y, you know what I mean. And everywhere everywhere you go, they got the B court and the A court, right? And it comes a time when you're the man on the B court. And you just killing everybody on the B court, but then people want to step up and like you, it start you start it start losing credibility because not credibility, but it starts losing this luster because they waiting for you to go do that stuff to the guys on the A court. Mm-hmm. And so, as much as the seventy six, I mean, let's face it, they finished one season with sixteen consecutive wins and exactly. was just killing everybody. Eighteen season, yeah, eighteen. Then they had the the um you know the the one season where they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, their starting lineup, right? Then they had another season where they were the number one seed in the East, like the number one team in the East, and all those seasons ended with second round heartbreaks, all of them. You know what I mean? And and you know it's, it's another thing is like the only constant. And in, in, in all these teams were and were was Joe is Joel Embiid and Furkan Korkmaz and maybe Shake Milton, right? That's it. That's the only one. So we look at and we see all these guys. We went from we went from uh you know with Brett Brown saying, you know, what I mean, I, I need to go out and get a big star or whatever. I'm going star hunting. We went to the first overall picks that they had in back to back. We go from Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, uh, Al Horford, all these dudes. Now is P.J. Tucker, uh, James Harden, Daniel House, you know, uh, DeAnthony Melton. So to me, it's like it's the same thing, just different names. And, and, And the thing is, it's like, okay, people get hyped up for it. It's great. This and that. Everybody's clapping. You know, they're going out there to buying these jerseys. But, bruh, 
it has to have a different ending. So that's why it's kind of like, I hate to say it. It's kind of like, you know, what they say, you know, fool me once that's on me. Fool me twice. No, fool me once that's on you, whatever. Fool yeah, yeah. me twice is on me. And I, and I feel like there are certain people within the fan base that are saying, all right, wake me up when y'all get to the playoffs. Not the first round, but the second round of the playoffs. Oh, no. There are people who actually say that and believe that, uh, that wake me up when you get there. I, I just don't know how you watch the season and, and not, and not uh, pay attention to the whole thing as it plays out and you know look at boston last season where they started off terribly and then january 1st hit and they became one of the best teams in the league and they got themselves to the nba finals if you watch how that season went along and if you decided to not watch it for the months of october november and december because of how disappointed you were in their overall performance then you would have missed out on how things went and you just came in and jumped in when they were playing well but still said ah they're not going to do anything Anyway, so I'm not going to watch. And then all of a sudden, they find them way, their way in the NBA Finals. It's it's uh, it's it's basketball. It, it's fun. It's this long season, and it's for great debate. And that's why when you mention the teams that they beat and where you evaluate them, engage them of how good they are, they have a pretty good one. You know, a surprising one coming into town tonight, Keith. The Sacramento Kings at 14 and 11 are in town and to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to talk about them a little further uh, up for this game t tonight. We'll get into the keys to the game in the final segment. But what type of problem or concerns do you, do you may have uh, for the Sixers and the Kings tonight? We'll dive into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about prize picks, right? Talk about prizepicks.com. This thing I like about prize picks, and I know I keep saying the same examples, but look, I want y'all to get it. So when you have prize picks, you can say, hey, look, I'm taking Luka Donich to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than 6.5 assists. Sorry, KD. And Steph Curry, Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers made, right? You know, so here's the thing about prize picks. This is how it works. You pick two to six players. And if they will go score more or less than your prize picks suggestions, you can win 25 times your money on any entry, right? No competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize picks offer projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, College basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA. You get the point. It's all the sports. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Current, currently operational in all 30 states in Canada. So this is how you do it. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit matchup up to $100. So that's one of those things you need to do today, people. I'm telling you, definitely.
do it today. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Keith, the Sacramento Kings are in the middle of a five-game road trip. Sixers being right there in the middle with two more to go after this one. First night of a back-to-back in Toronto to take on the Raptors on Wednesday night. On Sunday, they fell to the New York Knicks 112-99 against the Knicks team in New York. And this team, Keith, under Mike Brown, is a a much better basketball team than we've seen in the past. What, uh, What are you looking at as you look at this game, as you mentioned in the first segment, as a bit of a barometer for this basketball team, the Sixers against the Kings? You know, I, I really like this team. I mean, what I'm looking at is, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this Sabonis matchup against Embiid, you know, I mean, because, it, like, you know, Embiid has been phenomenal. He's really been, um, you know, killing it. He's been playing. He's been playing very well. But I want to see how he goes up against Sabonis. You know, two nights ago against the Knicks, I know Sacramento was destroyed. But Sabonis had 20 points on 7 for 10 shooting, right? You know, heading into that game, he was averaging 17 points, excuse me, 11.3 rebounds, 6.5 assists, and 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 32.5 minutes played, right? Then I think that, you know, he's small, but I like him. You know, he's a guy, he doesn't average a lot of points, but I like that the intensity that he plays with. Kevin Huter, I think, is a pretty good shooter. 6'7", he fits in well, right? Now, again, they had some guys who have been injured, right? And, 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 and I think that, like, really hurts them a lot. But at the same time, you know, you know the, um, the, the thing that really gets me is this matchup with uh, – Sabonis and 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 Embiid. Just because Embiid has been on fire, he was just named the uh, Eastern Conference Player of the Week on Monday. But I just really want to see this matchup. It, it is a good matchup, and you know you mentioned those numbers twenty and twelve. He's real cerebral with how he he does things. Sabonis with his passing very smart with how he uses his lower base that you watch him and how he defends and again positions his feet the way that he should against some of these bigger guys and anticipates things when now he's not a great defender he's just a smart one uh, that can sometimes make plays but I do feel like Embiid has the edge uh, over Sabonis so it will be a good matchup it was always fun watching them with Miles Turner and Sabonis in Indiana when they were together the other matchup for me and we won't know because on Sunday, De'Aaron Fox was questionable with the foot, so he did not play. Davion Mitchell started in his place at the point guard position. And I wanted to see De'Anthony Melton up against, as you just mentioned, De'Aaron Fox uh, because of uh, matchup-wise and Kevin Herter with James Harden. Now, Herter is a, a great trade, by the way, uh, by them over the offseason to acquire Kevin Herter, add that shooting. When they moved on from Buddy Hill last season, and Tyrese Halliburton, they brought this back, the shooting back in this form of Kevin Herter 
And he has just been really good for for that basketball team, uh, being able to stretch the floor, playing with Sabonis again, can pass the basketball with some of the best of them in the front court. Fox, the blazing speed that he has as a point guard and his vision. And you just needed a shooter like him and Keegan Murray, who was one of my favorite players in college basketball a season ago. And the Kings finally got one right in drafting Keegan Murray there uh, in the top five of the NBA draft, adding his shooting at the forward position for, for this basketball team. So some really intriguing matchups tonight. And uh, we'll see about Fox. We'll see if he plays tonight against the Anthony Melton and James Harden having to run around with Kevin Herter. How much would they switch up? Because you know those screens are set, and the next thing you know, one guy is, is cross-matched on another, and they have to defend him there. This is a good basketball team. They like to run, get out in transition. I, I watched one of the games where they beat the brakes off of the Brooklyn Nets a few weeks back on national TV, and they I think they put up 150 points in that game against the Brooklyn Nets and off the bench Terrence Davis went nuts leading them in scoring so they have a variety of different weapons on their team from Herder, Fox, Sabonis don't forget about a, a smart vet like Harrison Barnes where he and and Tobias Harris may match up and see where PJ Tucker goes with with the matchups also this is just a good fun basketball team that Mike Brown has changed things with that franchise and with that team and and they are really, really fun to watch. If people haven't watched them yet here on the East Coast Sixer fans, you I think you should be in for a treat. Now, obviously, you want your basketball team to stifle them and not allow them to look that good. But as far as a, a, a fun brand of basketball, they play that. And I think I think we're going to be in for a good one tonight. But to your point, a, a very good matchup for the Sixers, one that we can look at them and evaluate them off of a game like this one. Yeah, I agree 100%. And and the thing is, it's, it's like, but see, this also goes back to why, again, and I don't want to be, you know, the killjoy, but it also goes back to where sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm just big on the playoffs because as it's, it's, it's much, if Darren, De'Aaron Fox doesn't play, you know, it they lose some luster. Now, again, you can make the same argument that, hey, the Sixers aren't playing people with Tyrese Maxey, right? So it's like, okay, well, he's out, so then let him be out. But at the same time, it's like you would love to see both of these teams go, you know, head-to-head with all their best players. But how many times do we see that in the NBA regular season? Yeah, you know what but, I mean? but on the other side of that argument is it's not my fault that they decided to sit that player, especially when it's, it's not exactly. a self-inflicted thing. He, he hurt his ankle. He can't play. Exactly. I, yeah. Exactly. I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm just saying it's kind of like yeah, it you just lose like, it for yeah, the game yeah. because he's not there. Yeah. But yeah, say, yeah. All, all I say is, Dag, I wish he was playing. But oh well, go out there and do your thing, and and, and uh, do your thing against him. Davion no, Mitchell is capable. To be him. <laughs> Davion Mitchell is capable of having a big game, and I've seen it. We've seen it in, in the Sacramento Kings uniform with that team so i would even though he's not De'Aaron fox he brings something a little different uh and and uh he but he can get off in the game and still be effective and have that same type of impact so this can be a fun one tonight for sure uh one of the one of the ones one of the ones that i've really been looking forward to once we saw that sacramento was a better team this time around all right man with all of that we need to get to the keys to the game we'll do that in our final segment next right here on locked on 76ers 
Before before we get to that final segment, you know, I think we got to do y'all a favor and talk about bet online, right? You know what I mean? I love bet online. I'm not a betting man, but I love bet online. Why? Because bet online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest eyes and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, the game starts tonight, 7 o'clock in South Philadelphia. Sixers hosting the Kings, 14 and 12 are the Sixers, 14 and 11 are the Kings. And a few keys to the game for this one tonight. Uh, I'll start with this one, Keith, since I always pass it to you first and ask you to get it going. Uh, but I'll start with it. And that is continue to carry that momentum from both Friday and Sunday for what you've done offensively. You've done pretty good on the offensive end and scoring the basketball. Keep it up. Uh, some good assist numbers on their field goal makes uh, where they've been really good. I believe 31 assists for the Sixers on Sunday night off the top of my head in the game uh, on Sunday against the Charlotte Hornets. No matter the opponent, they're sharing the basketball. Continue to make sure you share the basketball basketball and execute. We know it's going to go through Joel Embiid, but there are others that are able to get, get off and get nuts, like we saw from DeAnthony Melton on Friday with his 33, the 19.16 assists for James Harden on Sunday. There are other opportunities for others, and of course Tobias Harris with his overall stretch that he's been on where he's been playing pretty good basketball so continue to execute share the basketball and i think it makes things easier for them and then with that when you do stuff like that you're generally more engaged on the defensive end so lock in because the way the ball moves and how they have incorporated a lot of stuff from the golden state era that mike brown was there bringing some of those principles to the sacramento kings based on the games that i've seen since i stay up late and watch these games they will get you. They, they can get you. They will sting you uh, if you're not paying attention. If you turn your head the wrong way, if you take a possession off, they will make you pay for it. They have very active hands with their guards from Fox to Davion Mitchell. They really dig in and get in there. Smart defensive player, as we talked about, Demata Sabonis to a certain extent, and then Harrison Barnes also. Uh, and coming off the bench, they have some pretty good ones. They can hit the shots from outside. Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, as mentioned, same thing. Uh, goes for Terrence Davis when he comes off the bench in the starting lineup. Harrison Barnes will get you a few times. So they have to make sure that they uh, their defensive principles and continue to talk on the defensive end uh, to, to make that happen. And then finally, for me, uh, my third one is to not allow them to get out in transition. They like to run. They like to find those spaces and spread out around the perimeter for those three-point shots. So defend the three-point line, get back in transition. So a lot of that, too, is don't turn the ball over and, and not allow them to get the other way. But defend in transition to slow down their breaks and not allow them to get easy points. If I think even though as good as their offense has been and has done some really nice things in the half-court set, don't forget about Malik Monk coming off the bench, which we know is instant offense, that if you can do that, I think the Sixers can, can have success against this Kings team tonight. Yeah, I mean, I agree with just about all of yours. I mean, matter of fact, I agree with all of them. 
you know, the one thing is in addition to getting back on D and like because of transition, you know, stop the point that the dribble drive penetration, because the last couple of games, they've been giving up a lot of points in the paint. Um, and, and, you know, they've been doing that for a while, actually. So, I mean, that's something that they need to, to stop. You know, you, you did say that ball movement, that's something that they have to get. But in addition to that, you know, guys like, you know, Matisse Thibel and, 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 you know, guys who we don't think that, you know, can, uh, who, who score a lot of points just need to step up to keep it honest a little bit. I mean, you know, a couple of games ago, Matisse had a really solid offensive game. They need that type of performance from them as well, because they're going to get those open looks, right? They, they, they are. Also, I want to see James do the same stuff that he did against Sacramento, excuse me, do the same stuff that he did against um, Charlotte uh, against Sacramento. It just seemed like where he was more, uh, focus on being a distributor and getting everybody else involved as opposed to doing the isolation play, dribble, 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 right? I think if he can do that, then then they're going to become unstoppable because that when he does that, it enables guy like DeAnthony Melton to get off. It, it, it's, he's feeding Joel Embiid. People start collapsing on Joe, They and then they start opening up other avenues for other guys. So I feel like you know what? Dribble pen- penetration, making sure like the guys like Matisse can, you know, um, play well, that ma- and that they play well. And James just being this facilitator, because, you know, right now, I think not just for this game, but moving forward, you know, you look at it and you say to yourself, Joel Embiid is going to get his 30 points a game. James has to do a lot of other things for us. He may not score as many points, but at the same time, you know, you expect them to grab rebounds and you expect him to get those double-digit assists. And the one thing that you mentioned, Thibault, especially when you had Daniel House out, so those minutes are up for grabs for you, it was one play, and you, he had, a, in terms of stats, nine points against the Lakers last Friday. Pretty good for from Matisse Thibault, as we know. Uh, three dunks in the second quarter, almost in succession, right, possessions where – uh, they found him for for those easy finishes, alley-oops and, you know, dunks at the rim. He had three-pointer later on also. There was a play, though, that I saw against the Kings where he had another look like that underneath. And he passed the basketball out where he was underneath the basket. And when he should have just gone up with it, maybe it would have been blocked, maybe it wouldn't have. But it's, it, then it sailed into a, into uh, the defender's hands for a turnover. So he has to stay within himself, Keith, where he's confident enough to take a shot we know that his best shot is in transition and maybe even those open looks from three from the corner but until they're not there if he find himself down there in the dunker's position still go up there and give yourself an opportunity for the shot and not turn the ball over uh and where it's a live ball turnover and leading to a bucket the other way for for the other team so i would like to see him uh continue that all right well look man we'll see what happens tonight for everybody that is listen and watch. We'll be back tomorrow and recapping the game against the Kings and see if the Sixers can pick up win number three along this seven-game homestand. They've won the first two. Let's see if they can keep this one going because they will have a few days off before they host the Golden State Warriors, who also begin their road trip on Friday here in Philadelphia. That's going to be a huge one. Keith, as always, we got to thank the people for making Locked On 76 as your first listen for your next Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day 
It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Can you let the good folks know where they can find us? Hey, look, wherever you can get your podcast, make sure you get this podcast, right? Um, in addition to that, I, I think what you need to do is listen to the Divine Given show tonight from 6 p.m. to midnight, right? Divine's going to be on there from 6 p.m. to midnight. And then also follow my man on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my articles in Inquire.com. So, well, let's see, man. Let's see what happens. I think they get the W tonight. I think they earn a good one. It's going to be a hard fart game and hopefully an entertaining one. But I do think they are are good enough to beat this basketball team and and maybe tell something. Maybe we learn something from this one tonight. We'll see. I mean, they're, they're rolling right now, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Well, we'll see, man. We'll talk to you later. We'll be reading you in the inquire.com. Keith, have a good one. Enjoy the game tonight, man. We'll talk to you in a bit. All right, brother. Same to you, my man. Peace Thanks, y'all.